I'm not really into jabby jabby. I don't think I could take anything to my penis. Believe me, not a lot right now. I'm flinching. If anything, I'm flinching. Here I come, ladies. Who's turned on? Who's turned on by this rope that you can't see that I'm pulling? It's my penis. <laughs> the fuck? I don't even. I don't, I don't even know. Even even if I knew the context, I don't think it would matter. I don't get it anyway. Either way. <laughs> I just keep thinking, there's somebody out there who's listening to this show for the first time. They've just hit play randomly in iTunes or something. That's the first thing that they hear. Oh, a show about Caligula. Oh, okay. I'll listen to that. And they're like, what is going on? Uh, uh, Ray the Jerk Master. I, I don't know. I, uh, I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should. Don't worry, folks. It is about Caligula. It's it's a thing. It you'll get it. You'll get it eventually. Don't worry about it. The yeah. people who've been with us a long time know what's going on. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Caligula. We mentioned last time that he killed killed all of his advisors in th- late thirty seven, early thirty eight. Solanus, his former father in law, Macro, his Praetorian prefect. Mm. Uh, he killed Gamellus, his right. adopted son slash. Uh, Cousin, uh, I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, something. Thibaut's <laughs> grandson. He's gone. Um, yeah. And he had a bunch of slaves or ex-slaves, freedmen as advisors. There were also his wives, although they were probably a very little influencing as they didn't last very long. And we've, we've touched on these briefly in previous episodes, but after he recovered from his great illness of 37, Caligula married Livia Oristilla, mm-hmm. not only... While she was being married to another man, like he, he he took her in the middle of her wedding ceremony and went, oh, change your plans, you're marrying me now. Right. But she was also preggers at the time. (sighs) Awkward. Yeah. Uh, Because was he in love with her, infatuated? Because at some point he's going to be thinking, I need an heir. But she's already pregnant, so maybe it was infatuation, if I had to guess. Or it was just maybe he didn't know she was pregnant. Maybe oh, she wasn't showing. Good point. Maybe, maybe it was just uh, he was just walking down the street one day and <laughs> saw a wedding going on and was like, "Sounds like the beginning wedding. of a song. Sounds like fun." Yeah. He went in yeah. there just to wish them good luck. Saw her and went, so, "Damn, oh, yeah." Oh. Gotta yeah. get that. Oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. Now, he, he used to, as we said in previous episodes, he used to fuck married men's wives all the time in front of them during dinner parties. Sure. And then come out and rate their performance. So I don't know why he felt the need to marry her, but he did. Accounts differ on the circumstances. Some say he, uh, that sorry, that she had unauthorized contact with right. her former husband slash husband-to-be and was thereby divorced by Caligula and banished from Rome. Damn. But others say that her former husband was made a priest of the Arval Brethren in May of 38, 
which wouldn't have happened if there was any conflict. Now, do you know what the name of her other husband was? Um, no, tell me. Gaius Calpurnius Piso. Oh, shit. Now, if you had been paying attention uh, 50 episodes ago, right, you would remember that Calpurnius Piso was the name of many people in Roman history, but was the name of the guy that was uh, very close to Tiberius, mm-hmm. upper upper class royalty, looked down upon the Julio-Claudians and was <sighs> accused of m- yes. murdering via poison Germanicus Caligula's father. Oh, shit. Now, this Calpurnius Piso is probably related to that Calpurnius right. Piso. Now, I didn't read this in any of them history books, Ray, and I know <laughs> a lot of people think I get all my history from history books, <laughs> right? which right. is a, a taint on my reputation, which I'm, I, I'm saddened that I'll never live down, that everything Sorry. I know I got from books. Yeah. Sorry. But this is yeah. something I didn't get in from a book because I just done on made it up. But uh, I think here we go. Caligula heard that Calpurnius Piso may be the son right. of the man who murdered his father was getting married. Here we go. And he said, oh, "I'm gonna have some fun with this." He rocks up. And goes, boom, no, you're not. She's marrying me. Sorry, sucker. Uh, This is what happens when... He goes, but I I didn't kill your father. He goes, hey, you know. You got the same uh, name, probably related. Sins of the fathers move on to the son is what I'm saying. Boom shakalaka. Yeah, I'm taking her. I'm taking her. Boom Boom shakalaka. shakalaka. That's right. I said it. That's Latin for I'm taking your wife, bitch. So I think there might be a connection there. Um, yeah. But if, if Calpurnius Piso was made a priest of the Arval Brethren, then uh, obviously it was like some sort of a trade. How would you like to be a priest? Oh, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, you have to give me something. Well, what? Money? House? Property? Horses? Yeah. Slaves? Uh, how, how about your wife? Yeah. Um, she's pregnant. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, no. I don't it's care. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. You should see should see some of the stuff that I tap. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Nothing. <laughs> what, what was that coffee mug you said that we were... A mouth is a mouth sell? and a hole is a hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holes, hole, holes is holes, Caligula. <laughs> holes, is, holes is holes, people. Come on. Yeah. That's what I say every holes day. Holes is holes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, your dog doesn't understand it, but he, he gets he gets the idea yeah. of what you what you're saying. He right. knows that when you but lift his tail, then you know, <laughs> it's what's coming. I can't touch that one. Anyway, yeah, yeah so he wishes could, <laughs> he wishes you wouldn't touch it. So it could have been payback. It could have been not just some again because we're we're kind of going against the general narrative and that movie that we uh, that we saw. We're going against that trying to point some of the stuff out. Maybe this was just simply payback from a grieved son. It, it's That's certainly as plausible as he just decided to interrupt a wedding one day and, and wreck their lives. I mean, equally plausible. Now, the Arvel Brethren comes up a bit in this episode, so I wanted to touch on it a bit. I don't think we've talked about it in great detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Arvel priesthood, the Arvel Brotherhood, right. worshipped the uh, old fertility goddess Dea Dea. Ooh, okay. 
which I, I, I believe just means the divine goddess, the Dea Dea, right. had 12 priests, all men, and all from members of the aristocracy. All white men. It was one of the... All white men, yeah. It was... Uh, <laughs> It was part. It was one of the most uh, highly esteemed uh, cults in Rome. Right now, Gemellus had been a priest, as had Solanus, when they were both forced to commit suicide. So Ooh, it wasn't right. necessarily one of these priestly deals where you were sacrosanct. Although they weren't murdered or executed, they were just strongly suggested right. that you commit suicide yes. and I guess Encouraged. you can't do anything about right. a priest committing suicide. Yeah. So uh, they needed to be replaced and Calpurnius Piso is one of the guys that uh, yeah. uh, got that gig when Gemellus and Solanus suicided. That's a big deal. That is a, that is a promotion. That's a big deal. Well, yes. You just hope that it doesn't end in your forced <laughs> suicide as well, I guess. Day by day. I'm taking this day by day. I mean, I got to say that uh, if you're a priest who's worshiping a god, right, and then that god can't intervene uh, when you're being forced to commit suicide. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Either, either you've been doing it badly, or <laughs> your god is is shitty. God's a pussy god. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what yeah. Christians say to me. Well, uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm sick or had some tragedy, so I'm praying. I'm like, well, uh, are you a good Christian? Yeah, I am. And Jesus still let this happen to you? Yeah. Well, what do I go? Well, either Jesus hates you, or B, you're not doing Jesus right, or C, Jesus is a pussy ass bitch who, as a god, can't <laughs> do anything. So stop praying because obviously if you're a good Christian and he still let you get herpes on your dick, he's he's obviously, right. he's, yeah, obviously he either wants you to have herpes on your dick or he couldn't do anything about it because he doesn't have any powers or he doesn't exist. I mean, they're really the only scenarios that I can think of. He's not as strong as herpes. That's the next coffee mug, Mm. but I'll work on that. (laughs) Jesus hates you, Ryan Camp. Hate him back, Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah, works for me. Yeah, hate him back works for me. Anyway, what what scene? What was scene? Was, was lethal weapon, right? Or one of the lethal weapons. Le- I don't know which lethal one. weapon. I think it was the first one. Yeah, that was the best yeah. one. Yeah. Although Joe Pesci was fun in the later ones, but the first one. Oh, was he the was best awesome. One, yeah. Leo, get, get it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Awesome. Joe fucking Pesci, man. What a career. Oh, I got to play you this Joe Pesci song. I haven't played you my Joe Pesci Santa song. Did you listen to it? I posted it online. No. I I found a Christmas song that I actually like. Uh Listen to this. I accidentally, I put this on. Fox has been obsessed with Joe Pesci because he um, uh, watched Home Alone, right? Over and over and over again. Loves it. And um, so, you know, he's, he's, so one night we're sitting at the table and I say, hey, Google, play, uh, play some Joe Pesci because I know he's a, he's a singer, jazz singer, lounge singer. Oh, wow. And so they played this song. Listen to this. This is fucking great. 
Santa works all day in his workshop, making a lot of games and toys. Then one day he hops in his sleigh to bring them to the girls and boys. Santa's just as nice as he could be. There's just one fucking thing that worries me. If it doesn't snow on Christmas, how's fat ass gonna use that sleigh? In case of rain, would there be a train that'll speed him on his way? If it doesn't snow this Christmas, how's fat ass get around to us? Say he breaks down on his way to town, would they let him use a bus? I sent him a nice long letter, and I hope it's not in vain. I really would feel much better if the fat fuck flew a plane. <laughs> now they say he got a reindeer for the sleigh he's driving here. But how the fuck's he go if it doesn't snow on Christmas this year? Hey, you get the idea. God, yeah. Fucking great. <laughs> he's doing that talent. in character as cousin. He's doing that in character as cousin Vinny. He did an oh. album in the late nineties called Vincent Laguardia Gambini sings just for you. Is <laughs> his cousin Vinny character? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, oh yeah, yeah, so good, so good. So anyway, we played that's playing. I played that for Fox, and then Chrissy's like, "Ah," I'm like, "Yeah, okay, uh, sorry." Good point, point taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Live and learn. Uh, Yes. So the Arval Priesthood, there you go. Now, one of the yes. things we haven't talked about yet is how Caligula ran the imperial household. It's important to talk a little bit, I think, about how politics in Rome was conducted. It was as much in private as it was in public places like the Forum and the Senate. Influential people mm. would hold morning receptions, salutatio, they called them, right. uh, salutations, at their houses in the mornings and then they would have banquets in the evenings and wow. a lot of relationships, a lot of bonding, a lot of business was done in these places. And who was invited to these things, rich rooms of the house they were allowed to enter, who was given oh. what kind of reception and in what order, like who was first, who was last, who laid down next to whom during dinner? Whose wives Caligula fucked and how he raided them? All these right. things mattered right. in terms of the, the patronage and the relationships in Rome and who was perceived mm -hmm. to have influence and authority and all of that kind of stuff. Now, banquets would typically be attended by nine people who would be lying around right. a table on three banqueting couches with different levels of prestige. And as the relationships were cemented over the years, they played a role not only in business but in elections and in court trials. You would, you would defend people that you'd built relationships up with, you would vote for them or help them get elected, etc. Now, the size and the luxury of a person's household played a role in how they were perceived during these mm -hmm. events, the more luxurious your house was, obviously the more uh, wealth you had, the more credibility you had, the more people wanted to suck your dick, all this <laughs> kind of stuff. But 
since the creation of the Principate under Augustus, going back, what is it now, 50 years, uh, 60, 60, 70 years almost, let's say, since the Battle of Actium. Right. Uh, the 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 prince, princeps house has mm-hmm. been fairly modest. Augustus, as we remember, lived relatively modestly. Yeah, I mean, he, he took over a lot of houses on the Palatine Hill, but they were all sort of separate houses. They're part of an enclave. He didn't right. build a massive ca- castle there. Yeah. Um, Tiberius lived in the same sort of house. Uh, and for the first 10 years, and then he fucked off and went to Capri and no one saw him <laughs> anyway. So right. b- b- uh, before Caligula gets into the job, sort of there hasn't been any tradition for how the princeps should run his salutatio and banquets. Apparently, oh. um, uh, during Augustus's time, it was kind of crazy. Um, he His house was so small... Right. relatively speaking, in terms of the amount of people that wanted to come and see him, that he was forced to hold banquets every night and he would often arrive late and leave early because he had to go to other banquets or attend right. to other business, other places. Um, you know, maybe he ate four banquets a night, which right. is why Livia needed to keep letting out his toga. He had to keep going around. He had to do. He had to be seen. He had to talk. It was, but he couldn't fit everybody that he needed to talk to right. into his one little banquet room. Yeah. At his morning meetings, his salutatio. Sometimes the entire aristocracy of Rome would turn up waiting for an oh, audience. So it was kind of crazy, and that was the yeah. same for Tiberius until he fucked off and went to Capri. Now here's this right. kid Caligula, early twenties. Same sort of deal. Everyone wants his attention. Everyone wants favours. Everyone wants to suck up. And he has to figure this out for himself. There's no established tradition. Should he maintain a house about the same size as what would be normal for a member of the upper aristocracy, like Augustus mm-hmm. and Tiberius did? Right. Uh, should Or should he build something particularly fabulous and huge, <clears throat> a castle, a palace, Right. Purely so he can fit all of these people in that want to come and suck up to him. Or should he limit the number of people that can come and see him? Should he allow just anyone from the aristocracy or the Senate to turn up to his house for morning meetings? Or should he create rankings and tiers of a lottery system? It's very complicated. Now, when Tiberius died, he'd left him more than two billion sesterces to play with. Yeah. As, you, as you said in an earlier episode. Right. But Caligula had burned through nearly all of that in the first year or two. Oh, my God. I'm jealous. Now, some of it he would have given as huge gifts to the soldiers, and particularly the Praetorian Guard when he asked them to kill Macro, I imagine, right. yes. and to the people. Remember, he not only gave them Tiberius's grants... He also gave them Livia's grants, which Tiberius hadn't right. given them, and he's given him his own grants. Yeah, he he's had just, yeah. you get a car and you get a car <laughs> right. and you get a car. Right. Uh, and some of it would have gone to building crazy luxury ships like the Nemi ships we did in the previous uh, mm-hmm. season. Right. Uh, sorry, episode. Right. But a lot of it apparently went on his household. So he made massive renovations 
to the houses that he inherited on the Palatine Hill and basically turned the entire thing into his private pleasure dome. He saw what... He took what Thibault did in Capri and said, "Okay, well, I'm going to do that here in Rome. And he also built uh, huge, incredible villas and palaces outside of Rome. And he took on building projects that other people thought were impossible. According to Suetonius... For sea journeys, he had galleys built with ten banks of oars, with sterns set with gems, party-coloured sails, spacious baths, colonnades and banquet halls, and even a great variety of vines and fruit trees that on board them he might recline at table from an early hour and coast along the shores of Campania amid songs and choruses. So, like the Nemi ships, but built for actual sea voyages, not just for parties. There's only one surviving account of his morning salutario, and that comes from uh, Philo, Mm -hmm who says that Herod Agrippa attended one to pay his respects. Now, it's likely that we don't have more mentions of these things, according to modern historians, because after Caligula died, mm-hmm. uh, Rome's aristocracy shredded their files, and then they shredded Smart. the shredded right. paper, and then they set fire to it, <laughs> and then they... Pissed on it and buried it <laughs> deep and then built a temple on top of it so no one would yeah. ever accuse them of yeah. being, hey, well, didn't didn't I hear you went to one of them? No, no. no it wasn't me. Nope. That was my evil twin. <laughs> Who's dead now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's going on. He's got, again, like this young kid, he's got, he's got to figure this stuff out. He's basically got to figure out how to be a king of Rome because no one's done it right. for 700 years. Yeah. And... Uh, and his predecessors didn't leave him any rule book on how to do it. Right. So he's, well, they did, but he's not doing it their way. Like, he's not doing it the Augustus way, which is make yourself a small target and um, just try and don't fuck it up, yeah. you know. Uh, just just keep, you know, just keep the people happy, keep the aristocracy happy as much as you can and uh, keep the wheels turning. Yeah. Yeah. He's not he's not doing it that way. Right. He's doing it the Caligula way. And he's killed off most of his more experienced advisors. So yeah, he's got to reinvent the wheel. Um and he's still he's still a kid, so it's gonna be interesting. Now, around about this time a slave called Machaon stormed into the temple of Jupiter up on the Capitoline Hill, mm-hmm. climbed onto the god's couch. That's not good. I like the fact that they had couches for their gods because, you know... It's cash. God, God... Well, they get tired. They get tired too. Yeah, he's... He's... He, like... It gets exhausting. Being a god. Being god. Yeah. yeah all the all the goddy things you have to do, all the prayers well, you shoulders. have to ignore. Ah, man, these shoulders. I got I to gotta rest my legs. I'm carrying the weight of uh, my awesomeness, so I need a couch. Thank you. All these people saying, please, can you cure my mother of cancer? And you're like, bitch, if I can control cancer. <laughs> I'd bottle up and sell it and be rich. I'd be rich, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I'd get, I wouldn't have to listen to all these fucking whiny prayers all the that time. That would <laughs> Yeah, I would, no. Yeah. I would, I'd be a Capri, to be honest with you. I'd be a Capri. <laughs> yeah, 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 living it up. Yeah. Uh, so he's tired, he has to sit on the couch. Anyway, this guy climbed onto the couch made a number of scary predictions, and then killed a puppy. (gasps) 
that he had brought into the temple and Bitch. then killed himself. He couldn't kill himself first. Dick. Dick move. Well, how do you... You know, you can't kill yourself first if, and then kill the puppy that's, later. That's the point. I keep... I keep telling you that. You've you got to kill the puppy first, Ray. I've been so, telling you that. So he makes negative predictions and he kills the puppy to... S- the blood is supposed to somehow be a part of the ritual and then he knows he's in big fucking trouble so he kills himself. I don't know how a god feels about, uh, like, a puppy. Like, okay, a bull. Uh, yeah, right. I love a good Impressive. bull yeah. sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. White bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But a yeah. puppy, really? It's like is that what you think of me? If, it's like fuck you. Sorry. Like Jean 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 Michel Grignon sent me a box of gifts from Cuba. Right. Uh, Stephanie sent a box of gifts from Japan. Uh, Jason uh, sending us these uh, Caligula three D printed busts, and then you know somebody sends me a card. I'm like, <laughs> R- really? A card? I once had someone send me from Canada a little Lego, Lego guy of Caesar. And I do mean little, so not impressive. Anyway, it, that's the kind of thing you're talking about. Mike, <clears throat> Mike Snyder, Mike Snyder sent me a book. The Giza Power Plant, Technologies of Ancient Egypt. <clears throat> the Secrets of the Giza Pyramid Machine Revealed. Did a highly advanced civilization exist in prehistory? Is the Giza pyramid a remnant of their technology? Then what was the power source that fueled such a civilization? He sent me this. He goes, I'd love you to read this and I want to get your thoughts on it. I said, uh, yeah, I'm not reading that. <laughs> Thank you. He said, but I, but, I, but I ordered it from Amazon and sent it to him. I'm going, well, yeah, that was dumb. Really? <laughs> that, was, that was dumb. You didn't think that went through, my friend? You didn't think that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Well, I'll keep it and use it for you know kindling the next time right. I'm camping. I need to build a fire, but yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not reading that. It's not your cup that's, of tea. That's yeah. That's dumb. That's the dumbest <laughs> dumb thing. It's too I've into heard the weeds. In a long time. Dumb into the weeds. Too much into the weeds. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, my brain cells will revolt and uh, <laughs> have a revolution in my brain if I try and read that. <laughs> Anywho, how are we going for time? Can we, can we, oh uh, yeah, we can. And then on the 10th of June in the year 38 CE, yeah. Drusilla, the hot one, sister, the hot one, yeah, Sorry. those pert, pert breasts, <laughs> uh, died suddenly. I don't think I truly appreciated because you know you've read books and you and you saw the movie or whatever, but I don't no, think I truly no, you appreciated. Don't. You don't. Uh, you don't read you. books. Stop. St- stop right there. Okay. <laughs> well, Wikipedia. If you put enough pages together, I count that as a book. Um, how, how truly devastated he was. I mean, he has a public funeral for her. He doesn't go. I'm sure there's going to be a beautiful liter- uh, eulogy. He can't read it. I mean, this guy is just crushed, devastated. All the shit they've been through with their parents dead, their their siblings dead, it's just them. And now his favorite is gone. And it's gone quickly. It's not like she just wilted away over six months. From what we know, she would just pretty much die suddenly, and she is out of his life. Yeah. Now, uh, she probably died of an illness that was going around Rome at the time. Mm. Uh, we don't really know the details. Um 
But uh, I, I just want to talk about the topic of incest between okay. her and him. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned in a recent episode that it, it was probably bullshit. Uh, he might have just said, oh, my sister's hot or something like that. And we know that he used to let her sit in the place of a wife when he didn't have yeah. a wife at banquets. And, and But here's more evidence that it's probably bullshit. Neither Seneca nor Philo, who -hmm. were both contemporaries of Caligula and who were both highly moralistic when they're talking about Caligula, neither of them are fans, neither of them make any mention of incest. Also, also, uh, Tacitus, now we know Tacitus' life of Caligula is gone, but... Well, it's not a lie, but he, you know, he's in his annals when he's covering this period, it's disappeared. But when he's talking about Agrippina's incestuous designs on her son, the Emperor Nero, mm-hmm. later on, he makes no hint of her having an incestuous, incestuous relationship with Caligula. The stories, of course, that have come down from some sources that he not only was fucking Drusilla, but he was fucking. His other sisters as well. Right. So you would think that if Tacitus, Tacitus is talking about her being incestuous, that he would go, just like she used to fuck her brother, right. uh, she right. wanted to fuck her son. But he doesn't. Good point. Um, and in fact, he, he attributes her moral corruption to her affair with Lepidus, which we'll get to in a minute. But... So you got these three sources here. None of them are fans of Caligula. Mm-hmm. All of them highly moralistic, and none of them mention incest. Yeah. So I, I think the incest stuff all comes from Suetonius, maybe Cassius Dio as well. But uh, and these guys are writing, you know, a long time later. Suetonius writing the same time as as Tacitus, but um, we know he's notoriously uh, unreliable as a source. Cassius Dio writing a long time later, hundreds of years later. So there you go. Uh, I I think the incest stories, I think it's safe to say they're probably bullshit, as disappointing as that is, because, (laughs) quite frankly, I kind of like that side of the story, and I love that bit of the film. Uh, I'm glad they kept it in the film because it was raunchy. (laughs) But... Yeah, yeah. But... I hasten to say, although it was sexy, it was not Nazi sexy. <laughs> so no, that's a whole. That's, that's good a, because I draw I draw the line at Nazi yeah, that's sexy. That's a whole other level. Yeah. Unless, right. unless I am fucking Italian. <laughs> and if I'm fucking Italians, then it's okay. But <laughs> then fascism, it's fine. Right. Well, if anybody, and this is just putting a weird spin on it, but if anybody had the excuse or the justification of incest, I think it would be this guy and his three sisters who've lost the rest of their family. Life has been hell for them, and they've obviously shared a bond that tragedy um, brought them so close together. So it's within the realm of possibility. But, yeah, I I think the whole thing is bullshit. You don't have a wife. Your mother is gone or whatever. And so, yeah, you're going to put your sister in the in the place of honor. I get all that. I think it was just people attacking him. And, again, he probably said things that uh, made people think or doubt or whatever. But from what we can tell, he had a body sense of humor and he loved to shock people. So you throw all that stuff together and I think people were just taking what they didn't understand or purposefully mixing it up and using it to attack this guy's character. 
So again, you have to take they take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. So, uh, as you said, though, his devotion to Drusilla was real. He was, uh, by all accounts, absolutely overcome by emotion, couldn't bring himself to attend the funeral. Seneca suggests that he was a psychopath and didn't have any emotion, Mm. and the reason he didn't want to go to the funeral is because he wouldn't have been able to fake it that's uh, well enough. Well, can a psychopath fake it? I mean, mean, that's part of the skill set for some of them. Yes? True. Okay. Yeah, true. Yeah, right. that's true. They're very good at it. Yeah. Anyway, he went. Caligula went to his country estate in the Alban Hills, tried to distract himself with gambling. Then he randomly sort of just travelled about the area, grew his beard and his hair long in mourning, right. and he granted her extravagant honours. She got everything Livia got after her death, plus she was made a god. Oh, my God. Yeah, because didn't Livia want that? Yes, literally. And Yeah, Livia wanted that, and Tippa wouldn't give it to her. So is she the first Roman woman to be consecrated? I don't. I don't know. She is. I don't think Livia wanted it. I think Livia's uh, supporters wanted uh, it after she died, gotcha. and Tibbo said, Tibbo said no. Yeah. Thibaut also said no to himself uh, being declared a god. Uh, he, he was like, um, like uh, uh, yeah, I'm just good. Yeah. Just call me good. Yeah. I don't I'm have to solid. be a god. Yeah. yeah, so it was something only, only Julius Caesar and Augustus had received, posthumous deification. Keep in mind that he had made her his successor in his will, her mm, with Lepidus, right. uh, depending on what you want to believe. Um, so she was obviously special to him. She's now a god. She was to receive her own temple with 20 priests from both sexes. And from that day on, when women in Rome swore an oath, they had to swear it to the divine Drusilla. And Caligula himself did that from that moment on. He would swear to the divine Drusilla. And I I, I, I like this. I I think I'm going to do this from now on. I'm going to go... Holy Drusilla, or <laughs> div- oh, you ah oh, Drusilla. Right. I I kind of like that. I think that'll. I think that that works. Would, would it be fair to say that people shouldn't be as shocked by this as in Caligula's doing something crazy again? He's doing something that's unprecedented because if Thibault had to step in to stop the Senate from making his mom a goddess. Doesn't that mean to some degree that the Senate was either willing or going to make her a goddess and he had to stop them from doing it? So not that that's a precedent, but that it was possible. So this should not be as shocking as much as people might assume that he he was doing something crazy by making his sister a god. Well, yeah, but she's his sister, not even his wife or his mother. And she didn't help run things like Livia did. I mean, Livia was politically significant. Yeah. She was just his sister. I see your point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She was a nobody, really. Right. I mean, she was she was his sister, but she she had done nothing, right. no achievements, yeah. no contributions. So it is kind of crazy. Okay. 
Um, across the empire, she was to be venerated as Panthea, which translates as the all goddess or the all embracing, all embracing deity. Damn. Depending on which translation you believe, and we know from inscriptions in the Greek part of the empire that these instructions were actually carried out. There's an inscription found in Etruria that reads Dive Drusillae Sorori Gaius Augusti Germaniki, um, the divine Drusilla sister of Gaius Augustus Germanicus. But the Gaius has been chiseled out. Oh, I did actually find a picture right. of this one. Yeah, it's chiseled out uh, after Caligula's death. But there you go. She was referred to as the divine Drusilla in in parts of Greece anyway. So, yes, this makes her the first woman from the imperial family to be added to the Roman pantheon of gods, but not the last. This continues, this trend, once Caligula starts it. Now, in Rome, according to some of the sources, the regulations on mourning were enforced with extreme rigour, uh, visits mm. to thermal baths and banquets were prohibited. Cassius Dyer claims one man who was selling water to mix with wine was executed God. for the crime of Maestas, Damn. but as we know, that crime had been phased out, so right. that's so unlikely. Yeah, not so much. But we also have evidence that celebrations were held as normal during this period. There was a festival to mark the anniversary of Caligula's first consulship, his birthday, and the anniversary of his uh, the granting of the title father of the country. They all happened within three months of her death. So maybe uh, you know they weren't as enforced as uh, some of the other sources suggest. Right. Did you did I just thought that was was funny. Did you read a part about the part where you can vote to have her a god and I'm just going off of memory here something about but there has to be some kind of proof of divinity that when Augustus somebody somebody supposedly saw Augustus's soul going up to heaven he had to swear an oath or whatever but in compensation he got a million sesterces. And so I imagine there was someone who saw her soul go to heaven and they were equally compensated. So just just part of the game that is played. And of course, you do your part. You might get laughed at by your friends, but suddenly you're a very rich person. <laughs> yeah, Liv the Senator Livius Geminus declared under oath that he had uh, seen Drusilla's soul rise into the heavens and converse with the sure. gods and said that he wished to be struck dead along with his children. <laughs> If he were lying. Uh, how many times has that champ scam been used in history? Because uh, Mussolini used to do it a lot as well. If there is a God, may he strike me dead for questioning him. Obviously, it goes back thousands of years. I just wonder how much the early Christians got paid for making <laughs> up stories about Jesus. A lot. Oh, he came back. What? Something? Yeah. No, no, no. I, uh, I totally... Totally so, saw that yeah. happen. Yeah. I watched the rock oh, no, 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 I was there. I was like, what? Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. yeah. I watched I watched a rock movie <laughs> and it was pretty dumb. Um, I mean, like, you can do that eyebrow thing, which is terrific. Yeah, um, but but apart yeah, from that, no. Nah, so yeah. Yeah, no, Jesus. Oh, yeah, no, I saw him. Well, when was it? Uh, last Tuesday, I think. 
Um, <laughs> he just turned up at the bar. We were having a few drinks. He turned up. We said, oh, yeah, are you dead? He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm back. Yeah. And we were like, how did that happen? Yeah, he goes, oh, it's complicated. <laughs> and uh, he said, listen, um, listen, uh, just tell everyone that I came yeah. back, will you? And we said, all right, uh, that's yeah. it, really. Well, pay? Yeah. No. <laughs> this this Porsche I'm driving? <laughs> no. Look, I, I had a rich aunt who died and yeah. I inherited that. Yeah. <laughs> no, nothing nothing to do with Yeah. If you'll excuse me, my yacht is waiting. Yeah, but, that, but, but in all seriousness, so these people, so they claimed to see these souls rising to heaven. Right. Uh, and, of course, today we don't take that seriously. And yet Christians still believe. They will still say, well, Back these then. people claim to have seen Jesus' no. spirit. So, honest to God, Christians say this to me all the time. Why would they say that <laughs> if it wasn't true? Because they were lying. They wanted it to be but true. But why would they lie? I don't know. People yeah. lie for all sorts of yeah. reasons. To feel special. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know? The shock. Yeah. Why do people? Why do people claim to have seen the Loch Ness monster or Bigfoot to get laid? Because they oh, want attention. Right, 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 right. Sorry, Sorry. Yeah, to get laid. <laughs> really? That, that you get laid. Worked for me, <laughs> but I was married, so it's probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Did I hear you say you saw the Loch Ness monster? Put your hand between <laughs> my legs. Oh, oh! I am here for you. Really? Is that how it works? Yeah. I'll have to try that. <laughs> Chrissy, of course. Just with Chrissy right. next time. Right. Hey, uh, I say, hey, you want to go and uh, bump ugly? She goes, no, I'm busy. Well. I go, hey, did I ever tell you that the time I saw the Loch Ness Monster? <laughs> go on. <laughs> you have my attention. <laughs> um, on the anniversary of her death, there was a huge festival that lasted several days. There were horse races, of course, because he loves a good right. horse race. 500 bears and 500 elephants were oh, killed because nothing says nothing says I loved my sister <laughs> mass slaughter than mass slaughter of helpless animals they were at, yeah and at the end of the yeah. festival a huge image of her was brought into the circus on an elephant cart Ooh. Now, do you know who the first person to use the elephant cart trick was, Ray? Oh, uh, Pompey. Didn't he go to Africa? But I don't know. I don't know. Well, you're half right. Pompey's uh, Ptolemy begins with a P. Oh, good. Ptolemy II okay. uh, in Egypt, son of Ptolemy I, he uh, brought in an image of Alexander at one of his festivals Ooh. on an elephant cart. Obviously, the association yeah. of Alexander and elephants, not because right. of Africa, but because Alexander went to India. Okay. They have where they attacked too. him with elephants. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Persia, actually, Persia, I think, first, he got attacked with elephants by. Uh, Xerxes? Uh, was it Xerxes? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Really? No? Who was the who was the Persian king? For? Xerxes. I can't remember Darius? my Persian kings now. Darius! Darius. I don't say his name. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Xerxes was the one, uh, the, the 300, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, way back. Yeah. yeah. 
Darius, yeah, good call. Well, well pulled out of your ass, that, my friend. That's, uh, Thank you. That's one brain cell you've it's, got that's still working. It's not alone up in my ass. Anyway, let's, let's go on with the story. Remember that story. I know not, not, not everyone who listens to this show listened to the Alexander oh. show, but this is a great story. Oh, it was awesome. The, go listen. The battle of, I think it was, I think it was the battle of Gorgamella, um, where Alexander and his, his ragtag bunch of guys with long pointy things <laughs> is going up against this mammoth Persian army yes. headed by King Darius. Right. And it's massive. Like some of the sources say 10 times bigger than his, but it might have been as small as two or three times as big, but it was much, much, much right. bigger. And uh, the night before the battle, all of Alexander's generals are saying, what are we going to do? Let's go. Let's run. This is yeah. fucked up. This is seriously – I've never seen so much fucked up shit in my life. Get out of here. We've got to go. And he's like – Alexander's like, calm, calm, calm the fuck down. i got a plan. What is it? Uh, I'll tell you in the morning. Don't worry about it. It's going to be go fine. Go some sleep. Yeah, yeah. And he does. In fact, he sleeps in in the morning. They have to wake him up because the battle's about to start and he's still sleeping. He goes out, scratches his nuts, goes, oh, all right. They go down and <laughs> so he lines up, uh, you know, some guys in the centre, some guys on the left, some guys on the right. The battle starts. I think he's on the right flank. Uh-huh. And he basically, as soon as the battle starts, he and the right flank take off. They start running away from the battlefield. They start leaving the field. Darius thinks, oh, he's given in. I got him. And he, yeah. sends his, he sends his left flank to chase them down. Don't let him get away. <laughs> so his left flank breaks and chases after him. As soon as that happens, Alexander does a 180, heads straight back in the gap that's just been created yeah, by Darius's left flank. And he has a, he has a bunch of guys uh, like behind his front row that come, like his reserves that come in that are still there, charge into the gap while his right flank goes and deals with Darius's left flank, keeps them busy. He has these reserves that come in. He personally rides his horse straight towards (laughs) Darius. With his dick in his hand. Hurls. Right, right. Hurls his spear at Darius just right. misses him and takes out the guy riding Darius's elephant. Yes. Yes. Darius turns, fucking runs away off the <laughs> battlefield, and I'm it's all here. over. Right. It's all over. 15 minutes, battle's <laughs> over. Uh, there's a bit of mopping up to be done. They take off. Uh, Alexander wins. Yeah. Fucking never, one of the greatest pieces of genius in military history. <laughs> He never lost a fight, right? He never lost a battle. Isn't that correct? I'm trying to remember. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever lost. Never lost yeah. a battle. Even with an arrow in his yeah, lung. Except. Which is another story. Yeah. 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 Oh. Go listen. If you haven't listened to our Alexander series, go listen. Like, it, seriously. Yeah, it was fine. These people go, oh, I don't really care about Alexander. Fuck off. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you think Caesar, Without Alexander, Marius? there would. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, come on. There would be no Roman Empire without Alexander, motherfuckers. Because they all know Napoleon without Alexander. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He's the greatest of all. He was the goat. The greatest of all time. (laughs) Don't care about Alexander. 
Fucking hell. <laughs> Listen, it's great. It's seriously, it's and we did we did Philip, then yes. we did Alexander, then the, we did right. the War of the Diadoke. Yes. Well, 100, 122 episodes, I think. We oh, did 120 odd hours, 122 hours of yeah. that story. Yeah, but that fucking battle, great. man. Just if you listen to nothing else, go listen to our Gorgamella episode because uh, that's such a great story. Yeah. Anywho. Where were we? Uh, where are we? No, I don't fucking know. Oh, yeah, uh, elephants were killed. <laughs> And then they draw brought her image in on an elephant cart. But by the next year, the year 40, a year later, once his grief had died down, Caligula had calmed down a little on the whole birthday celebration thing. He declared that Thibaut's birthday and Drusilla's birthday should be treated the same as Augustus. Simple little affair, just uh, cucumber sandwiches uh, out the back. At the back of the uh, mansion, uh, we'll have have a little bit of like a a violinist walking around. Uh, I'll give a little speech, yeah, and uh, that that'll be it, really. Uh, an hour, I think, is probably Lunchtime. good enough. Right. In and out, yeah, yeah, done and dusted. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, now the whole uh, the fact that he even had a a festival uh, birthday celebration for Tibo is interesting because Tibo never allowed a birthday celebration for himself, right, in public, right. Do you, do you think he was Which sticking I, it to I, him I, or? I'm, I'm the, or what? I'm the same, actually. I hate I hate birthday parties, mine and other people's. <laughs> By the way, let me let me just point something out here. For adults out there listening who Uh-oh. have birthday parties, if it's not a fiftieth, a seventy fifth, or anything over eighty, there as an adult, after you hit eighteen, the only birthday parties you're allowed to have as an adult in my book are fifty, right. seventy five. And, you know, every time, everything after 80, I'll give you that. That's fine, yeah. right? Outside of that, no. <laughs> birthday parties are for fucking children. Don't <laughs> invite to me to your adult yeah. birthday party. I'm not interested. You're an adult. <laughs> you don't have a birthday party. The fuck do you think this is? Why? What have you done that you think I should celebrate <gasps> the fact that you're still alive? Oh. <sighs> How do you feel about Christmas? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I hate Christmas. I don't do Christmas. B- birthday parties. Look, if your if your partner wants to take you out to dinner, yeah, or your kids, if you if yeah. they're old enough, want to take you yeah, out to dinner, or right. your your parents, your parents want to take you out to dinner, or. You want to take them out to dinner to say, hey, thank you very much for keeping me alive and all right. that. Goes, thank you very much for being my family. That's fine. Yeah. I think that's lovely. That's lovely. A yeah. little bit of a family do. But don't have a <laughs> fucking party where you invite other people. For yourself. You're a grown-ass <laughs> adult. Like, get a hobby. Unless you cured cancer right. in the last year, I'm not going to celebrate the fact that you're alive. <laughs> you're one of seven billion people that's alive. What, do I have to celebrate all of their birthdays? <laughs> Jesus Christ on the fucking... Sorry, I mean, holy divine Drusilla. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. So the point is, yes, Caligula was 
devastated by the loss of his sister, but a year goes by and he's a lot calmer now. Again, showing that he is human, he is normal, and not the, the crazy fucker that we've all been told he that he is, you know, ever since, what, junior high, high school, college, or whatever. He calms down and he can get on with his life. He misses her, but he get, but it's all in perspective now. And he needs to find a new successor. He needs to, because, I mean, Lepidus is no good now. If yeah. you're not married to my sister, Fuck then off. why am I even fucking you up the arse? Right. I can't even remember. Um, he, wanted, he needed to have himself a, a kid. So a few months after Drusilla's death, he, and some sources say within a few days of her death, but I, I read that what they probably meant is a few days after the morning. end of the official right. mourning period, which lasted for three months. That's when he married Lolia Paulina. I, mar- I mentioned her briefly on an earlier episode. Um, she was supposedly very, very beautiful. Apparently her grandmother was very, very beautiful. Right. And he married her. Now, she also was already married, though, but uh, that never stopped. Uh, all's fair in love and war, according to Caligula. That yeah. never stopped him, and why should it? Right. Because if you think about it, it was Romulus and Augustus who got wives from other men. So the precedent's been set. And if he's at least as good as they are, fuck it, he can do it too. And like you said, maybe he's looking uh, to produce an heir so the empire will be safe if something happens to him. Now, her husband at the time uh, was Publius Memmius Regulus. He was a former consul. At the time, he was the governor of Moesia, Macedonia, and Achaia. Mm -hmm. And he seems to have suggested the marriage himself. Is he trying to get rid of his wife? Or is he just trying to suck up? (laughs) I mean, because I didn't know you could do that. No one told me Um, that. Maybe both. Yeah? Yeah. Two birds, one stone, motherfucker? Look, look, I don't want to divorce However, and... Marry this woman uh, half your the age, babysitter, who has a who has an identical twin sister. Um, <laughs> but I'm I don't want to do that. No, but no. Caligula's making me. So what am I gonna do? You don't seriously want me to say no to Caligula, do you? I mean, guy's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, apparently she was famous for her beauty. He was happy to do the emperor a favour. Whether or not he said, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey, oh, hey. Oh, you want to see some photos? Uh, you know, hey, you want to see some photos of my naked wife? Uh, hey, hey, Caligula, hey. She's on the market. want to see some photos? Yeah. Hey, but it doesn't stop hey. there. You want to hit that? It does you want to hit that? Mm, I know you do. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting turned on. I'm going to have to ask you to stop. I'm yeah. getting um, he was apparently at the wedding himself. He retained his provincial command, so there was no falling out right. between him and Caligula, at least in the short term. Uh, but eh, whilst her beauty may have had something to do with it, there was something else about her that Caligula might have been interested in. What was that, Ray? Um, not her prestiges, but her money baggages. She was supposedly rich <laughs> And he is in need of a financial injection, I'm assuming. Um, Yeah, according to Pliny the Elder, claims to have seen her at a dinner party covered in pearls and emeralds worth 40 million sesterces. (sighs) 
That'll fill some holes. Entwined through her hair and her fingers and up her vajayjay and out her butthole. I mean, they were just covered, <laughs> covered in it. Now, and in case anyone didn't think that a single woman could be so wealthy, she carried the proof of ownership Ooh. of all of these things on her at a all times. In case somebody accused her of... No. In case somebody accused her of of uh, borrowing right. them or stealing them, she had a receipt. Right. Bought them with my own money, bitch. Look, here it is on my iPhone. Took a photo of the receipt. Or fake money like in music videos. I, she, I, so, yeah, I guess she had to be able to prove it all. She wanted to be able to prove at all times that she truly had that money. So she's got a ton of cash. He needs a ton of cash. What could possibly stand in the way? Now, uh, bonus question: yeah. uh, Where did her money come from? Oh, oh, oh! Do do do! It's not sexual favors because no one can earn forty million sesterces. Um God knows you've tried. <laughs> tried hard. Uh, I I don't know. Um, land speculation, selling slaves, conscription. Don't guess. I, just, I keep telling you: If you don't know, I like don't. Why? I like guessing. Why? Why? What do you think the chances are oh, that you're going to guess not, not right? Not why? Good. They're not good. Why chances. do you guess? Like, what is the point I, of guessing? I like it. I remember that one time last year I got it right. Guess? Can you guess what I'm holding <laughs> up right now? The the Fonzie thumb. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Or his cousin, the middle finger. I'm sorry. Okay. His cousin. <laughs> you know, you got the thumb, and then you got the pointy finger, yeah. and then the. So I figure they're uh-huh. cousins. It's just, it's just Gamellus. You're holding up your Gamellus. <laughs> I am holding up my Gamellus. Well, it didn't come from her husband, Mamias, who uh, had a, like a poor provincial background. Right. He had actually, uh, interestingly, had been the Suffolk Consul in 31 CE oh. when Sejanus was executed. Right. So <clears throat> he must have been a highly respected and trusted guy uh, from, from Tiberius's perspective because he survived yeah. the whole Sejanus thing, even though he was consul. It was her own inheritance. Her grandfather mm. was probably the same Marcus Lollius who Pliny said plundered all of the provinces where he was governor under Augustus, including Galatia, Gaul, and Macedonia, De- where her husband right. is now the governor. Oh. Um, now, we've mentioned this guy, Marcus Lollius, um, Candy shop, I think I called him back on, right. <laughs> on the old on the old series. Uh, Lolly Lolly Gobble Bliss Bomb. Um, he we mentioned him. He fought under Brutus at Philippi, mm-hmm. then was proscribed, disguised himself as a slave, bought by Quintus Aemilius Lepidus, who then discovered his true identity and went to Agrippa, who then interceded yes. on his behalf with Octavian. He changed sides. He laid a fort, Lollius this is, at Actium, where he had to intercede with Octavian on behalf of Lepidus, who had been captured while fighting for Marcus Antonius. The two guys were later consuls together. They saved each other's lives, Lepidus and uh, Lollius, and then they were as consuls. Later, though, Lollius ends up as the governor of Gaul, as I said, plundered the fuck out of it. (laughs) 
Um, but then the Germans cross the Rhine. Um, you know, this is around about the same time as uh, what's his face, um, uh, Quintus Varus. Right. Where are my legions? Schusenberg. Um uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Tiberius was sent in to pacify them, and he and Lollius didn't get along. Right. As a result of all of that, Lollius, so this is her grandfather, by the way, ended up committing suicide during Augustus's reign when he had a falling out with Gaius, Agrippa's son. Mm. After he after right. he after he left Germany, uh, he was sort of em- disgraced and embarrassed. Augustus still liked him though, and he gave him the job of looking after Gaius when Gaius went to the east with Sianus as part of the. Remember, he went and Sianus was sort of like, uh, and Lollius and Sianus yes. were sort of taking all of the. Uh, like when delegates would come to meet the Roman delegation, they would meet with Lollius and not right. with Gaius, who right. they just saw as a kid. And so Gaius was like, fuck you, I'm the boss here, not you. And he had a falling out, and Gaius complained to Augustus <coughs> about him, and then uh, Lollius committed suicide. Anyway, that is where her money came from, her grandfather's raping of the provinces. Oh, dick move. But, hey, she benefits, so... Which is so... so a good representation of real life. Your, your grandfather's a pirate. He he goes down in disgrace, but you get to keep all the money that he stole. Happens all the time. So she married Augustus, and I think that lasted about a week, and he got rid of her. Yeah. Well, yeah. Got what I came for, so thank you. Yeah. I got your money, honey. Fuck. Uh, he's, <laughs> I just want your money, honey. I don't want your love. Uh, uh, Oh, God. Uh, so that was that. And that's the end of episode 12. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with more Caligula. Until then, uh, this. Nailed it.